This is a Capricorn FM podcast. It's a Tuesday today. You are the business. Let's find out all about your business and see what help we can get you later on when we hook up with our business coach. And we're talking this morning with the founder of Omi's Grande Acha Morfe Rashkombo. Good morning. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? Good morning. You are an entrepreneur and the business that we are looking at this morning, Omi's Grande Acha. So your grandmother used to sell Acha, right? And you decided you wouldn't just sell it. You would also make it into a proper business. And that is actually powerful to think about that. So tell us about Omi's Grande, uh, Grande Acha. Is that how it's pronounced? Grande Acha. Yes, it is. Okay, so Grande, Grande Acha. All right, what's the business all about? So, well, for me, um, I can say entrepreneurship and business was a calling, and I'll explain why. I never grew up um, wanting to be a business um, woman. Everything just happening out of um, nowhere. So, what really transpired was that um, so my grandfather had less stocks. Um, Balance let's talk actually, not that uh, he had. So my mother is the only child at home. So to take over those let's talk. Then my mom refused. So when I got to return and it was time to choose for the models to carry Ayanga, he then sat me down and asked me to take a career in agriculture. At that point in time, I didn't understand why. Until the child university, and then I studied um, a degree in agricultural development and extension. The degree bought me so much. I was very playful. I sold a lot. It even got to a point where I forgot the results. Because it was in a career that I wanted. So it was boring. And then in 2021, I went and did an internship um, at SAB in Kimberley because I wanted an internship. It was a very awesome internship like um, experience considering the certifications that he came um, out with and the experience that he came out with from the um, um, from the internship. However, that internship was not in, was not fulfilling was not fulfilling fulfilling me. Like yeah. like I was always be feeling out of place when they used to invite speakers from different departments who used to come and teach us about the work that we do taught at SAD. So my mates would be um, participating, asking questions, and in my mind would be very much far. Until it got to a point where I would wake up in the morning um, thinking about work with stressing, and this other time I just woke up crying. I didn't even know what I was crying for. So my mom then caught me on the phone. Um, she asked me um, what I was crying for. I didn't know. Then she called my sister and explained what was happening. My sister then reached out and asked me, and then I explained what was happening with me, how I was feeling, because I couldn't also explain how I was feeling. So that's why I'm worried. Okay, and because she was so and so and so, and she was very much shocked, um, because like, everything was just right. All um, The finances, I was getting paid well. Then she went to travel. Like, that's why I was born from like everything is fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, everything is fine. So then I'm okay, with you explaining all those things and still you're saying you're not fulfilled, it means that you're not leaving your your people. We need mm. to pray about it and ask God to reveal your people. So is that how you made the connection to the business in itself? Like I, I think I want to yes. know how that actually happened. 
Yes, so I'm um, just that it's, it's a bit, it's not too long, but I'll try to make it short. So after um, um, I think it is uh, we made a uh, short prayer, and then I started a little business idea, which I had to, another one was for coaching in Oyaya Art. However, I'm coaching in Bora, I fell out of, um, I ran out of ideas. That is what I was going to be telling me. Then, yeah, it started falling into place. Everything started falling into place. Down Blurry, what can I name my Archer? And then that's where Down Blurry, growing up, I am in Wunach Plaza. So, I feel like I was going to be talking about the Archer and I to the Netherlands coast. Now, I was going to be talking So, we used to make Archer with my grandmother. And that if I'm going to make that Archer with my grandmother, if I'm going to um, start an Archer business, I need to make it different. What will I make? I name it. Then I named um, after my grandmother. I then called her. I was the only one business was strong. Then she came back. Mopwe, Mopwe. That's a ah. beautiful story, Karadzi Angamara. We will not reach to where you are struggling with your business, so we can ask the business coach and where also people can. Uh, get your your business online and where you promote it where they can support you uh maybe let's talk is the product available in stores either than your shop yes products um available bangai wana kawa kawa peti ya shini ya wada www.omisgrande.co.za firefly butchari loskishad sunnyside roots plutoria roots tawani mall manage enterprise at 55 road but iwana langa the weekend space in a friday and a saturday Pick up arrangements can also be made. Which number do they call? The social media account is TikTok, Facebook, Facebook, um, LinkedIn, or Miss Grande, um, also in the Rash Combo, Instagram, or Miss Grande, also in the Rash Combo, mm-hmm. um, X, the Twitter, now only the more in the Rash Combo. Okay. And what would you like to hear from our business coach this morning? What are you struggling with? What advice do you need? I would like to get some insights on how to manage our financial resources um, sustainably, how to leverage internal revenue that we make as a, as a um, company to access funding from investors and other stakeholders. And also how to scale our business, because as a startup um, business, we experience growth, and growth can be challenging. We might scale too fast, Rafaela, we manage growth, we can scale too slow, then we miss out because market opportunities. Okay. All right. No, Mopa, we'll talk to the business coach at quarter to eight. Uh, please listen in and see if you can pick up a couple of ideas to run your business for 2024. And you're doing a great job. All the best with growing your business this year. That's founder of Omis Grande, Achamofe Rashkombo. You are the business. We're talking to our coach this morning. Earlier on, we spoke to Mwafe Rashkombo, the founder of Omis Grande Archa, named after her grandmother who used to sell with her. Now she employs 14 people and wants to grow and become one of the biggest Archa brands. We're talking to chartered accountant, business coach and managing director at my do, Tabelo Rapala. Good morning. Compliments for the new year. How are you? Good, thank you. Compliments of the new year. Hi. Yeah, so our entrepreneur today um, is an entrepreneur who deals with Archer. So Archer is also very competitive, if you think about it. Uh, there's no Archer brand that actually you can look at a name, uh, like if you think of other products that are there. Is that a good thing? You know, because if anyone then is trying to get into the game, you know, how will that work out for them? 
Well, the, the good thing about it is it opens up opportunities for new entrants. Um, it makes them, the consumers are not really tied down to a specific brand. Where it makes it, you know, um, it gives enough room for innovation and differentiation and easy for, for someone new to come in. However, the flip side of it is, you know, a lack of a brand recognition might make it, you know, challenging for consumers to differentiate between other products, potentially leading to choices based on price and availability. So it's easy for them to switch. Mm. But then how do you become noticeable in a market that is very competitive, you know, uh, as the one that uh, Archa find itself in? How do you make sure you stand out? So it's quite a a good question. I would say look at three things. Um, Your unique branding, which I've seen um, she's done, is quite unique. It's quite easy for you to notice the brand. Um, it's important to look at the quality and consistency. I think Aicha is one of those products where you go, if you find that one, you found that one. So it's, it's important that she keeps on improving on the quality and the consistency of, of, of her product. And most important, she must look at her product availability. And this is now a distribution and manufacturing processes. It's, it's one thing to make people love your product, but if they are now looking for it and they can find it, it's easy for them to switch. It's, it's not even a, a thing. You're like, okay, fine, it's not there. What else is available? And, you you know, you will buy it, but regularly so, and you move on. So those are quite key things. There's things like marketing and social media and, you know, product differentiation that you can also look at. But it's quite important that once they are consumers of the product, is it available? Mm. Actually, one thing that she managed to get right is that her branding is quite unique. So it seems she's already doing something right in that area. You know, what are some of the areas that she needs to double up on and and to push on to make sure that she gets ahead of the pack? Because one thing that is really troubling her at this moment is the issue around balancing scaling, you know, uh, making sure that she's managing her growth. I would say, you know, it's, it's, it's quite an important question you're asking. What are your customers saying? You know, sometimes we, we build products for ourselves, but it's also very important that you also build products with your customers. She's got a customer base, actively seek, you know, um, a feedback and and use that to then build up your, 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 your product. What are the available insights they're giving you about what they love about your product, the areas of improvement, um, which areas uh, geographically are available to, and double down in those spaces. You know, and once you're comfortable in those spaces, then you can increase your, your, your availability in, that, in other areas. Because once your product is loved and it's available in a store, it's easy for you, for people to, to then um, love your product and stick to it. Look at partnerships as well. You can explore, you know, uh, local restaurants, food bloggers, other business people that are in the food space and collaborate with them to increase the visibility of your product as well. And... Um, you know, brand storytelling is is quite important. Uh, I love a story about where the, the product began. Do, uh, do your customers know that story? You know, how authentic is your product to, to, to consumers? You know, one of the things that you can do as well is from a social media perspective and getting a, a, a consumers work with her, it will be quite important for, for them to also, you know, perhaps send... You know, stories telling, you know, other other entrepreneurs, I mean, other consumers, how they love a product and why they choose the product. And this is where she, she then builds the product with consumers. So there's a number of ideas where she can go into and explore. 
Mm. All right. Uh, maybe let's look at this issue, you know, in, in relation to her expanding and scaling and all of that. How does she make it out of the country? You know, how does she make sure she gets into on the shelves of stores outside South Africa? Exports is quite a big topical issue um, now. Um, there's quite a, a few things that she needs to look at. One, export regulations. She needs to understand what regulations are required for food specifically. Um, this would include, you know, your compliance with health and safety standards um, in the country that she would want to export to. Um, she also needs to build relationships. You know, there's quite a lot of uh, exports food exports that are happening uh, in various spaces. Attend those, build relationships with, with people. The, the the great thing about technology now is y- y- you can contact someone that is sitting in Botswana right now or in South Africa. Develop those relationships, develop those distribution channels because once uh, you start exporting, what's important is are people getting your product? What are the cheapest and quickest distribution channels? And this is really getting to know people. The last thing that I will look at is certification. What certification is required by our you know, uh, uh, own departments for exporting of your product? Um, look at these um, across the different departments that would you know, look into this so that you're able to, to get your product uh, from a compliance perspective, good to go, and look into your distribution channels and build the relationships that you need. And Quite importantly, do they need your product? You know, you need to do that market research as well to establish where your product is needed because, um, like we've been mentioning, Asha is, is really a universal product from an African perspective. You find it everywhere, really. Yeah. All right, thank you so much. Let's hope that our entrepreneur will be able to pick up some of the information and apply it successfully in her business. That was uh, uh, that, uh, the business coach we're talking to this morning as part of You Are The Business. Thank you so much, Tabelo Rapala. Yeah, Archer looks good, eh? Yeah. Hey. The branding. Especially with eggs. You know what's that, what Tabelo said hey, to hey, say, hey, hey, hey. listen, with Archer, mm. and I know you are like that as well, Complexion, that once you've identified an Archer, like that's it. Yeah, For that's you, it. I'm that's very loyal. It. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I know her Archer looks good. No, it does. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.